Maybe a sermon about faith should start by talking about fear. It's amazing what fear will do to us, isn't it? Advice columnist Ann Landers received over 10,000 letters a day before her death in 2002. And once when she was asked what was the most common problem that people write about, Without hesitation, she said, fear. Fear comes in many forms. Louis Pasteur is reported to have had such an irrational fear of dirt and infection that he refused to shake hands. President and Mrs. Benjamin Harrison were so intimidated by the newfangled electricity installed in the White House that they didn't dare touch the switches. And if there were no servants around to turn off the lights when the Harrisons went to bed, they slept with them on. Dr. Phil, on his well-known daily talk show, our everyday choices, he says, separate the sane and successful from the frustrated and failing. The important thing to understand, he concludes, is that the number one catalyst in the choices we make is fear. It's true. The number one problem that causes many of us to make wrong choices is that we are afraid. Afraid of what our friends will think, afraid of ridicule, afraid of failing, afraid of being hurt, either physically or emotionally. Even the disciples of Jesus gave in to fear and met behind locked doors on Easter. They retreated into their own panic room, probably figured that they would hunker down for a while, wait out the danger, and then when the uproar over Jesus had passed, they would slip out of Jerusalem and back to their old lives. Peter, in the next chapter of John, says, let's go fishing. And he doesn't mean evangelism and fishing for people. It's business as usual for him, as if that could ever be the case post-resurrection. If the risen Christ had not appeared to these frightened disciples behind those closed doors and claimed their fearful hearts, you have to wonder whether they would ever have amounted to anything at all. They were down, disillusioned, doubting. They were there with the doors locked in fear when Christ suddenly comes and stands among them and says, peace be with you. In Luke's telling of the story, it's also, do not be afraid. Was he merely greeting them with a polite blessing, or was he trying to calm them down? Peace be with you. There's not much that he could do with them while they were still cowering in the shadows. We know that Jesus' second most common command was to love. And what was his first and most common? Don't be afraid. (laughs) But they were afraid. It was all too much for them. So what did he do? He said to them, peace be with you. And he showed them his hands 
and his side. He wanted them to know that it was really he. Then let the good times roll. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Here's the importance of his showing them his hands and his side. The greatest problem that the disciples had was the greatest problem that you and I have, the issue of faith and how much of it or how little of it do we really have. And so what is fear? It is, bottom line, a lack of faith. If we truly were able completely to trust God and God's love for us, couldn't we handle anything that comes our way? If people knew without a doubt in the world that Jesus is risen from the dead, they would fear nothing except displeasing him. Death, are you kidding me? Death has become the entrance to God's glory. If we are a disciple of Jesus, the day we die ought to be the happiest day of our life. Do you believe that? Well, yes, that's easy to say, isn't it? But are we not much different from those disciples on Easter Sunday night? We believe it, but there is a part of us that may still be uncertain, doubting, afraid. Our text contains the story of, we call him Doubting Thomas, terrible way to have your name remembered. A man, though, with many comrades in arms. How many of us spend literally years of our lives worrying about finances, worrying about our health, worrying about our loved ones, worrying about what people think of us, worrying about whether they think of us at all? If we would only trust our lives to God, if we would only truly believe that our lives are in God's hands and that God loves us more than we even love our own children, then there is no limit to what God might be able to do for us and in us and through us. Jesus appeared to the disciples and he said to them, peace be with you. And then knowing how much their hearts needed reassurance, he repeated himself again. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. Pastor Ron Mayl tells of an experience that his friends, Bob and Gail Potter, had as foster parents. One of the Potter's foster children was a six-year-old girl named Sasha. Sasha had been abused and neglected by her family. She was fearful and unable to trust anyone. One day, Gail discovered that little Sasha was hiding food in her room, and not just small snacks. She had stuffed food into every nook and cranny, hiding it in the closet, under her mattress, behind the door, this little girl had grown up with the fear that there would never be enough. Enough food, enough love, enough security. And so she hoarded every bit of food she could find just in case she couldn't trust the adults to take care of her. How sad, and yet how very much like us. Jesus taught us to pray for our daily bread he taught us not to look ahead to the next day's cares and concerns. They would take care of themselves. 
Just focus on today and trust God. But some of us can't do that, can we? Why? Because deep down we are like little Sasha. Never enough material resources, never enough love, never enough security. We're afraid. As someone has said, the presence of fear is a sure sign that we're trusting in our own strength. And the sad thing is we don't have to be. Christ is risen. Oh, you remembered. How nice. <laughs> Christ said to the disciples a second time, peace be with you. And then he added these important words. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. There would be days and weeks and months and years when he would not be able to reassure them by showing them his hands and side, so they would need to depend on the Holy Spirit. There would be days when they would face unbelievable hardship and deprivation. Without the power and assurance of Christ's Holy Spirit, they would not make it. And that's true for us as well. We believe in Christ. Each year, as we did last week, we have this grand celebration of Christ's resurrection. And yet we still live such timid, tentative lives. We need continually to pray that Christ's spirit will be as real to us as it was to them. And it was real to them. Look what happened. They went from being fearful to being some of the most daring people who have ever walked this earth. Ridicule could not deter them, nor torture, nor the threat of death. Nothing could stop them. That's why more than one billion people on this planet today bow at the name of Jesus. Their terror turned to trusting. Their fear was replaced by faith. They left their panic room to plant the gospel in every corner of our world. Now, the question is, what could you and I do if we believed more firmly that Christ is risen from the dead? Could we make a difference in the world? Yes. Could we be more loving, more daring, more dramatic in how we carry the cross of Christ? Yes. Could we reach out into our community and bring the fearful and lonely, the loveless and forgotten to the same faith in the same Christ? Yes. Could we grow this congregation and enable it to experience another century or more of God's blessings here in Covina? Yes. Bette Midler sang a little tune years ago that struck a chord with many sensitive hearts. The words went like this. It's the heart afraid of breaking that never learns to dance. It's the dream afraid of waking that never takes a chance. It's the one who won't be taken who cannot seem to give. And the soul afraid of dying that never learns to live. Is that where you are right now? Are you the soul afraid of dying that never learns to live? Well, then, think of the resurrection. 
Are you hiding in your own spiritual panic room? Remember, Christ is alive. There is nothing in heaven or on earth that we ever need fear again. Hallelujah. Amen. And may the peace of God which passes understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.